0: It's the Full Force Movie News Burst, brought to you by Generals Joe's Reborn.com with me, Christopher McLeod, aka Diagnostic 80. Joining me to discuss the recent news that Lorenzo de Bonaventura has revealed plans regarding the Transformers G.I. Joe movie crossover is the General himself, Justin Generals Joe's Bell. The movie has been out long enough now, but just in case, spoiler alert, there will be spoilers ahead for the Rise of the Beasts movie and possible spoilers for the next Transformers movie, so please switch off now if you don't want to know anything about it. So earlier today, which is actually Thursday as we record this, Transformers Rise of the Beasts producer Lorenzo de Bonaventura revealed in an interview with One Take News that the Joes would be appearing in the next Transformers film, but not as a full-on crossover. The quote goes like this... I don't look at things like a universe. I look at them as a story and the Joes will be a part of the story. I also think the term crossover means different things for different people. For me, the Joes, whoever they are, are entering the world of Transformers, not combining the two worlds. The plan is to eventually do a crossover, but for the next movie, it's the Joes that are coming in for whatever the ending of Rise of the Beasts has led us to believe is possible. Oh, they will interact. We haven't developed a script yet though, what I will say is just like we do with every other movie, it will be a team of Transformers and humans fighting the fight. The Joes will be a part of that. So much to unpack here, Justin. Firstly, what do you think about the next movie sort of featuring the Joes but not being a full-on crossover? How do you think they can achieve that?
1: It'll be interesting. Um, You know, I'm willing to give it a shot. You know, it's, it's, uh, I'm willing to give it just about anything a shot. I mean, um, you know, we, we always tend to go into these films with uh, an optimistic outlook. Um, Sometimes that doesn't pay off, but um, I see no reason to change that outlook now. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm interested to see what they do. I think I'm, Anything that gets G.I. Joe into the pop culture zeitgeist, I think is a good thing in spite of what a lot of folks might say. I've I've seen lots of hubbub online about, you know, He-Man, the master of the universe oh, they just goodness. announced that it, you know, after $30 million of development costs, it's abandoning Netflix and or Netflix is abandoning it. And yeah, people are like, I know, just don't do the movie. And I'm just like, you don't realize how much a good movie can revitalize you know a brand um, and we've seen it time and time again with g i Joe you know in two thousand and nine with rise of cobra you know as as terrible as that movie was, there was shelves you know feet of product on the shelves, and it probably gave g i Joe a new life and and let let it go for another three or four years beyond what it might have otherwise just because of that movie, which then led into retaliation, which yeah helped the brand for another couple of years um I would argue that um the Snake Eyes movie for whatever it is um might have played a role in G.I. Joe Classified getting the green light finally you know after so many years of development or whatever so um say what you will about the Snake Eyes film I do think that that you know having that visible in you know pop culture might have helped convince Hasbro executives to launch G.I. Joe Classified so I think there's merit to that so I, I I'm all for any kind of G.I. Joe pop culture media exposure, even if that you know comes kind of shackled with the Transformers film franchise, which um, has some questionable uh, history, you know, with the Bayverse stuff. Um, there are some highlights too, and, and you know, even the only thing that I'll, I'll say, you know, if if G.I. Joe comes in and is basically a glorified, you know, Sector Seven or whatever, it's just kind mm-hmm. of these random soldiers that happen to have G.I. Joe code names. That'll be a little bit disappointing, you know. I'd like to see a little bit more fleshed out, a little bit more care taken um, to that sort of thing. I'm also a little worried that uh, it's a little too little, too late um, for this kind of, um, you know, cameo sort of stuff. I, I think think of, if they think about it the right way and approach it the right way, uh, it could do very cool things. Um, but you know, it, it, time will tell whether they do think of it the right yeah. way.
0: Uh, one thing i would I obviously we haven't had you on for a while and in yeah. that time rise of the beast has been out rise of the yes. beast is actually now on digital is on like yeah it's streaming. on digital
1: yeah exactly <laughs> so cool.
0: what was your take on that final scene uh was that something that that excited you did you kind of go like oh wow when it happened or what i mean what was your kind of what was your overall thoughts
1: with that yeah i mean it um you know i, I was definitely i loved it uh, i loved that they did it um you know, I, I have some questions about the approach. I mean, from what we've heard from the director and and some other folks was that they had a couple of different options. You know, you, flipping the business card, it could, you know, there's one business card that's a GI Joe, one business card that's a yeah. sector seven. So it-, it feels like an afterthought a little bit i will say um but you know i'm glad they did i'm glad they chose G. I i mean Joe. you've got to
0: be you got to be quite enthused that it was the end of the film and not a yes. post credit scene though that right.
1: is a good thing yeah that is a that's a much stronger lead in to what might come next rather than kind of a tacked on thing at the end um, you know, post-credit scenes some, sometimes feel apologetic, like, this isn't good enough to be included in the regular movie, we'll just start as a <laughs> post-credit scene, yeah. you know, please excuse us, but um, putting it in the movie itself, I think, gave it a little bit of a bigger impact, you know, from everything we've heard from the director, who's like, oh, I had this idea, and I pitched it, and they bought into it, it wasn't something that they planned and came up with organically, and they built from the ground up, it was just something, oh, I had this idea, you know, yeah. I woke up with this idea, and then we filmed it. And you know, I love Michael Kelly. I love, again, I oh, love that they so did it. Awesome. I think it could lead to some really great stuff. You know, as always, you know, I think it's going to come down to the execution. And and so far, um, you know, I think the surprise of it is, is great. I actually have gotten um, texts from friends of mine who are G.I. Joe fans, but they're not quite as embedded in the fandom as as you and me and some others are. And literally <laughs> anyone like, anyone? literally is like anyone? OM, yeah, I know. <laughs> But I got a text like literally right after somebody saw the movie was like, oh, my God, did you see the new Transformers movie? This you know, blew me away. You know, they didn't know it was coming and it was, you know, received very positively. So that's cool. And that way, I think it's good, you know, and, and you know, I've seen G.I. Joe mentioned in more pop culture sites lately than I have in a couple of years previously, yeah. just because of this ending. So. I think it's yeah. doing its job already and I think there's some good potential. Um I think there are some missed opportunities. I think they could have thrown in some more distinctive G.I. Joe vehicles if that's what they were going to do rather than this yeah. random Cybertronian tech. Um but hey, you got to start somewhere and and you know if that's what we get uh, I'm willing to to kind of live with that and see what comes out of it.
0: And coming back to like Lorenzo De Bonaventura's kind of talk there about doing having them integrate into the next film but not it's not going to be like, you know, it's not the Transformers G.I. Joe movie. This right. is going to be a Transformers movie and G.I. Joe is going to be a uh, an element of that. Yeah. Does that make you feel better about this kind of thing? Because we've talked in the past about this as if they were like a couple of months ago, we were thinking, well, not even that, but like maybe a month ago, we were thinking oh, God, there's going to be a GI Joe Transformers crossover movie already. That feels rushed. Mm-hmm. This way, if they're just integrating it and it's just trickling it in and just showing yeah. that they exist in this space, is that something that enthuses you a little bit more because they're kind of maybe taking it slower?
1: I feel better about it with that approach. Yeah, I, I do. Um, just because, you know, I, I would think if if they were doing a full-blown crossover first, they're, they're you know... They would have to work in like a Cobra backstory, you would think, with GI Joe. It just feels like it would be a little bit of a of a jumbled mess. I would much rather they do it like this, where the Transformers audience gets exposed to GI Joe as a concept, right. which gives them the opportunity to then dive in deeper um in a later film, uh into you know GI Joe as its own entity, um, and or does a full-blown kind of more uh integrated crossover at a later date. So yeah, I'm I'm I think that's the right idea. Um, Mm. just kind of showing, you know, G.I. Joe is a thing that exists in the Transformers world. Here it is, and then that'll lead people hopefully to be more inquisitive about it and then in a later film, you know, get a little bit of a deeper dive.
0: Yeah, and also it kind of makes me wonder just how much they'll feature in it. Like, I mean, you know, we've seen in previous um, Transformers movies that Sector 7 and Nest haven't always been, like, right at the forefront of the film they've like you know either dropped in here there you know a couple of places or they've they have been like integrated into it depends which movie you watch actually but like there's i mean there's so many different ways in which those kind of things those kind of themes have been utilized right um i wonder just how much we'll see a joe in The Transformers, also how we'll see them, what they'll be like. Is it Mm -hmm. going to be like kind of futuristic? Is it going to be just military based? Is it going to be a mixture of both? Are we going to get characters in there? Is it going to be distinctive designs or is it going to be, they're just going to have names attached to a couple of military guys, you know, because that's another thing. Like you even look at some of the Joe movies and they're effectively just generic military guys with names attached to them. Look at retaliation. They killed off everyone. Yeah. And in that first part, it was like clutch and grunt. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, all the same rock camouflage and roll and, 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 yeah. and,
1: and whatever tech vests and stuff like that. Exactly. Really yeah. Like yeah, that. yeah. 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 I mean, that's that's a risk you take, is that um by having them kind of feature in this way, you do risk that they are just, you know, soldier one through soldier ten that happen to share G.I. Joe code names. Um I I, I would like to think that. The attitude has changed somewhat since, you know, the MCU and to a much lesser degree, the DC uh, universe have kind of exploded on the scene and haven't been afraid to showcase actual costumes, masks, uniforms, stuff like that. I would hope that would help convince them that you can get a little... A little fancier with GI Joe, although the Snake Eyes film, you know, he didn't really wear his suit until like the last thirty seconds. That's so twelve seconds, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you, you never know, but I would, I would really hope, especially if they do feature a character like Snake Eyes, who knows if they will, that he would actually look like Snake Eyes, and that it wouldn't be like a bunch of people running around in random camouflage uniforms that you can't really tell from one another.
0: That's what I do worry about because yeah, you kind too. of want you want it to be a little bit more authentic. Right. And yeah, and, and considering we haven't had really had precedent uh, to see it likes yeah kind of yeah that's a, that's a tricky thing? thing
1: yeah yeah it's a tricky thing so if you're going to showcase like scarlet for the first time in a transformers movie you know and she jumps out in like olive green and beige you know art or whatever and the audience is like what the heck what? why is she dressed like this yeah. you know she a gymnast or a soldier you yeah. got to kind of walk that line but i i would think with like the texturing that they can do they could make some pretty cool body armor that kind of resembles scarlet's vintage look you know that gives them that little technical edge
0: personally uh, i think i i don't think they're going to go even that deep right. with designs no. i think you'll get that thing where you'll see like concept art of yeah. stuff and it'll be like relatively generic but like on the edge of being a bit crazy in sci-fi but then all of them will follow yeah. that particular kind of vibe yeah. i don't think you know i think the most recognizable character you'll see in there will be someone with like snake eyes or something yeah. you know like something yeah. like that and I, again, like they haven't written anything yet. By the way, there's right. nothing written. I mean, the Transformers movie is, is the, the follow-up hasn't been written, no. but it sounds like it's been greenlit, which is yeah. um, uh, a bonus. So it is good. I was a little worried about the
1: financial performance of Rise of the Beast, but um, but as yeah, you
0: know, didn't it do like it did well on the first weekend, like the first yeah. like opening weekend, did really well. It was number one, and then dropped off a cliff. Yeah. And then domestically, not domestically. Domestically picked up over time, but then the re- globally did really well. Right. So, I, yeah, I don't, I didn't see the final numbers, but I always
1: get like- a little skittish when it goes to digital, like a month after theatrical. That's when you, eh, you know, are they trying to just recoup their their money as much as possible? But, yeah. um, you know, if it's been greenlit and if it did pretty well internationally, I think you know that's that that's good enough. And and I know Bumblebee didn't do Gangbusters either, but it no. apparently enough to warrant a follow-up so i think they're still searching for that magic formula to kind of bring you know make transformers a juggernaut again so i think um i would hope that uh, and that's a bonus too is that you know kind of attaching gi joe to transformers you know i, I could see gi joe fans being like well you're just you know riding the transformer skirt sort of but um yeah. so what I, i'm willing it's a billion dollar industry it's you know we saw um you know, some some metrics at one point about the top I think it was like the top twenty highest earning intellectual properties globally and Transformers number eighteen. I mean, it's yeah. not a slouch, it's a billion dollar industry worldwide. And if G.I. Joe needs to hop on the edge of that skirt and ride it a little bit to get in the public eye, I'm okay Whee! with it. Buckle yeah. <laughs> up. It's, yeah, I'm okay.
0: I find it funny that there's this almost like three gangs. It's like uh oh like completely transformers. Then you've got the people that, that like both, which I, mm-hmm. I would put myself in that. I'm like, I'm a oh, big yeah, me fan too. of both, both brands. Too. And I feel like, I'm surprised there is, that isn't a bigger thing because of the time period they were both out and everything. Anyway, um, yeah, and, I then, mean, and then you've cool. got the Die Hard Joe. So you've got Die yeah. Hard Transformer, Die Hard Joe, and they don't want anything to do with each other. And then yeah. this little segment in the middle that like it all.
1: And I think it's it also lends to sort of the the attitude of, of the... that group of fandom like I mean there is there's a group of G.I. Joe fandoms that are hardcore military they play Call of Duty they like their realistic machine guns they read the comic devoutly you know every time Larry Hama mentioned an actual weapon or military strategy they were all over it you know there were people that joined the military because of G.I. Joe I mean there is that angle and the people who are into the hardcore realistic military who love G.I. Joe from 1982 to 1986 and nothing beyond um, they're not going to be appreciative of the Transformers elements of those fandoms. The the section of fans who, um, which is interesting, because I was definitely a comic guy. I wasn't much of a Sumbo cartoon guy. But I still like the sci-fi elements of G.I. Joe. So I'm more open to the Transformers side of things, because I think that meshes with that science fiction element. But the real world military guys who, even though G.I. Joe had jetpacks and laser guns in 1982, seem to think that it was hyper real in 82 and fell off a cliff in 87. which is bizarre because they had yeah. you know, Masters of Disguise with holographic projectors and all that stuff in eighty-four. But um I digress, you know, th- those folks aren't, you know, receptive to the Transformers elements working their way in. Whereas folks like you and I who kind of like the futuristic stuff, you know, I know you're a big sumbo fan. There's a lot of folks out there that are huge sumbo fans, deservedly so. Yeah. Um, they are more willing to see, you know, Transformers kind of influence uh the GI Joe mythology. And and even though I'm not as much of a Sumbo guy. Uh, I still love those science fiction elements, so I'm, and I like. <laughs> you're cutting me off now. Yeah.
0: Um, and this this interview is over.
1: <laughs> uh, and Transformers, you know, I like Transformers too, so uh, I I don't have a problem with the two coexisting at all.
0: I know, no, I just I find it odd that there's such such a. I well, want you know, like I don't know, I just find it weird that the the two don't always necessarily kind of mesh in that in that way with yeah. the fandom. Like I I feel like the the crossover has been pretty like so it's been done so many times since oh, yeah. the 80s
1: i mean it's been started in the 80s yeah the marvel comics did, a, did exactly a, the initial crossover yeah
0: and i yeah and I, I guess maybe to some degree there's that feeling of if you know if you're a, a transformers only collector you feel like it doesn't need to oh, cross yeah. over with gi joe and 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 the other and then the gi joe fans are like they just don't want that to happen right just, you know for whatever kind of personal reasons
1: transformers fans are notorious for um well no i won't say notorious because um you know they're I, all the I, same I, just love them <laughs> together <laughs> um a lot of them are very you know transformers are characters you know you don't need humans to complement the transformers if you develop the transformers themselves correctly then you don't need humans to inject this personality or whatever yeah, that yeah. the film's see reliant to do so there's some resistance to having the human influence on the transformers universe they think the transformers themselves are good enough characters that they can carry the world on their own so every time they see a human kind of interact they're like hey eh, you know I, I we don't need gi joe keep them out you know transformers should be able to exist on their own
0: i mean i did i did have that feeling uh, a little bit myself but it was because the human characters it was it wasn't anything to do with the fact that i didn't want them coexisting sure because some yep. of the best stories come out of the fact that they're in yeah. hidden in you know he, like the earth basically, you know the whole G one concept works for me like uh, you know they crash land millions of years later yeah the robots in disguise up, I mean, that and all that kind of stuff thing, like yeah. that's cool and it was like you know they were, again they were they were hiding in plain sight whatever, um, and all that good stuff and obviously there were human elements that in 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 that sure. era and in the movie and so on and so forth so I really I don't think it's a, a matter of the human element in general i think it's just yeah. the poorly written human element yes. which seems to have been continued and not you know yes. the, all, if all the focus is on it it does you know it, that's what that's what's happened with the transformers movies yes they've yeah, been super successful but it's been about humans and they've right. just been there as well yeah you know, they've can't... just been the background
1: yeah, I can't even remember which movie it was, if it was the second or the third. There's the one of the movie where like the, the female human character actually like defeated Megatron, like, you know, a 20 year old girl beat it. And, you know, if it was male or female or whatever, you know, people don't want to the Transformers fans aren't going to a movie to see, you know, the humans beat up the Transformers, you know, I mean, (laughs) it's it's kind of, yeah. And, um, and I know, you know, Sheila Beauf has saved almost every movie single-handedly, you know, when, you know, when Optimus Prime couldn't quite do it, there's, I think another movie I can't remember, and, and this is kind of the problem with Transformers. You know, I remember these moments, but I couldn't tell you which movie they're from where Optimus Prime gets killed and Shia LeBulf's character gets killed and goes and meets like the Transformers yeah, the, the, the gods primes. or whatever, the yeah, Primes. Yeah. They give them the Matrix and he brings Optimus Prime back to life and saves the day. And it's like, yeah, you can see elements where you're like, can you just let the Transformers you know win? You know, instead of relying on these these humans to always save the day. And I and I know it's humans watching the movies, but still you, you gotta think there's a different way they can go about that. So I definitely do agree with you on that point.
0: I I did I just like the idea with G.I. Joe that it was like um, you know, the 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 transformers a battle that kind of comes to earth and you know, things like in the aftermath of the first storyline, the Joes end up getting the Cybertron, or the Cobra gets the Cybertronian technology, yeah. Joes get Cybertronian technology and that kind of stuff. I just thought, yeah, that's in- that's interesting. It's a cool way around it. But, you know, um, in any case, I don't expect to see that in the films. I expect to see what we've seen many other times in the it's, movies.
1: I Essentially, I, what I believe is it's going to be a Transformers movie, like the Transformers movies have been happening since 2007. The human influence, you know, where it used to be Sector Seven or Nest, is now going to be Joe. Yeah. Um, we can hope that they get a little bit clever, more clever with the characters, and not just generic Soldier One, Two, and Three. Um, but you know, I think setting proper expectations. So I don't think uh, my hope is that people don't go into this next film thinking we're going to see fleets of Sky Strikers like we've changed, you know, bombing and stuff like that. I think- we've
0: changed. We're so we're so jaded now. It's like know. Yeah, let's temper everyone's yeah. expectations. It's gonna be crap. All right.
1: It'd be nice to see, you know, Megatron take a hiss form or something like that. I mean, kind of mm. tie in some of that stuff. I mean, I would, I would like to think they would, that would at least be occurring to them be cool. to, to do stuff like that. But you just, you, you don't know um, kind of how those Hollywood producers kind of think and whether they, they really appreciate that sort of um, aspect I mean, of it. But.
0: Obviously, it's going to be Megatron G two. And then obviously
1: it's a tank, yeah. <laughs>
0: obviously, it's going to be the the castle that was at the uh, Destro's castle. <laughs> obviously, that's going to happen. Obviously, yeah. Um, no. Anyway, Justin, thank you, mate, for joining sure. me and chatting about this. Uh, obviously, we're going to have more of these now that we're back to normal. Um, I know you've had a bit of a reprieve, but you're back in the game, so that's good. Absolutely. Um, and we'll be talking about any of these like, little stories that pop up um and yeah we'll be kind of reporting on them in this in this way in this fashion I hope everyone enjoys them yeah, um let's anyway hope yeah the
1: uh studios start paying the writers so they can actually start working on a script uh, that's a,
0: well that's that's a whole conversation isn't it maybe yeah. next week we could talk about how we feel the uh strike is going to affect <laughs> the movie <laughs> yeah. and what the movie is going to look like we could probably do it we could probably do it ourselves because that's exactly <laughs> what happened with the previous strikes
1: yeah exactly
0: um, the timing, always around a GI Joe's no. project, yeah, I don't know. isn't it? I don't Unbelievable. Know. Um, anyway, thank you, mate. Much appreciated. No problem. Um, we'll have you on the next one, of course. That's it for this instalment of the Full Force Newsburst. Thank you to my awesome co-host Justin Bell. See you next time. And as al- as always, after three, one, two, three,
1: Full, Full Force
0: and roll out.
1: <laughs>
0: added that in. That was, uh, I cheated. That's it for this instalment of the Full Force Movie Burst. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe. See you next time, and as always, Full Force. Make sure you get involved with the discussion by liking, sharing, and commenting on these videos. And as always, you can keep up with the show after listening. By following on Twitter at The Full Force, liking the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Full Force, and if you would like to contact the show, you can message us on either of those platforms with feedback and questions. We also have a Patreon page, so if you want to show your support for the show, see your name up in lights on these videos, or enjoy exclusive bonus content, then check out patreon.com forward slash The Full Force podcast, or click on the link on any of the posts this podcast appears in. Full Force.